I can't do this shit. Go this was this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh shit. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the VVR channel. Um, I hope you guys liked that little spoiler talk with Lorenzo last uh, last week. I thought that was pretty insightful and very fun. And we're actually going to do something a little bit differently now. Uh, I kind of want to talk about mainly my life and just kind of like what's going on with me. And to do that, I want to bring in a guest that's going to be able to um, hopefully bring in more insightfulness, so more of a therapeutic kind of thing. And um, hopefully it's going to be more of a... It, it's going to be a different type of show from the Twin Chickens podcast that we usually do with Evan. Uh, this one's going to be morally, mainly on my personal channel. Something a little bit more, a little bit more serious, more heavyweight. but <laughs> And hopefully a little bit fun. But today in the studio, we have my cousin, long lost brother. Uh, we got Gilbert. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice awesome. to meet you. Thank yeah. you for inviting me, having me over. Yes. Uh, if you don't know, Gilbert was on the Twin Chickens podcast um, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks uh, ago. With me and Evan. And, man, that was fun. I'll put a link below so you guys can actually um, catch up with us. And it's been a while too, since we actually seen Gilbert, but now we, we, you know, Artie's got a new place and it's pretty great. Anyway, what we're going to do with this podcast is we're actually going to talk about lives. Uh, what brought us here? What made us who we are? And it's going to get more, like I said, a little bit different uh, of a feel that we, that we usually do. But I think it's going to be pretty interesting and we'll just go from there. So tell us about yourself. Where were you born? Who are your parents? Social uh, security number. Everything. The whole, everything, whole yeah. nine we'll, yards. We'll start from the very beginning of birth. It'll birth? be a chronicles. <laughs> the well, chronicles of my parents. Before. My parents come from El Salvador, both yeah. different states of, of, of the continent, you know, country. Um, yeah. They came here. They met here in yeah. the United States. I think my mom was 15 and my dad was 22. Super, super young. young. Super young. Yeah. And then I think that's a seven-year age gap. Okay. Um, Your dad I, being the oldest. My dad being the oldest. My mom being the youngest. Yeah. Uh, they met, I think, outside of school. I don't. I don't remember typically what they say how they met, but. Um, but they met in El Salvador. They met here. Oh, damn. they met okay. here, here. Yeah, they met here. So. Okay. Um, in school here. Yeah, either it was school or outside of school, but <laughs> okay. they met here. I never got the full picture of it. Um, but they got together, right. and then a year later. You were mom the first one. Pregnant, yep. Mom's yep. pregnant, has me. Um, and you're the oldest out of the four, right? Yeah, my mom has four kids. Yeah, yeah. four kids. Um, my sister, the following one would be like five years apart, mm -hmm. and then I think it's another five years, and then one year apart. Right. From that. And they're all with your dad, correct? Or three no, of my them? mom. Through my mom. Through your mom. Okay. All three of them. Right. Because uh, you have a stepdad. Yep. That um, <clears throat> I mean, you kind of currently. She, that's who she's with right now, and yeah. your dad is obviously divorced, and now you're living with your dad at the moment. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk from day one, man. How was? How do you think that you got to be you yourself? What are the events in your life that brought you here? Hmm. Like major events. We'll, we'll start that. We'll break it down because I want to get into the some first stuff. traumatizing thing. I think was. Yeah. This is the first thing I remember, dude. It's it's literally crazy to think you you could remember. These things as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. I must have been four years old, and I've kind of narrowed it down. But I right. remember that it was my mom's <laughs> and dad's apartment. Mm -hmm. First thing that fucking impacted the things that I do in life yeah. was blinking. <laughs> Not even joking. Was was the concept of I'm aware of myself. Like so oh, yeah. consciously, I'm just like, oh look, I'm like, I'm. I was blinking consistently, dude, as yeah. a kid. And then like I'm like, learning to, like, I can yeah, do this. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, what if I just stopped? Yeah. And then I <laughs> stopped blinking, and I was like, oh, yeah. my God, like, I can stop. Like, and I, I think that's where, like, that self-conscious and remembering oh, yeah. things at such a young age started that's to, like, huge, hit. Man. Yeah. That's Especially huge. at a young age. Yeah, no, it's huge, because, like, I didn't realize, like, there was a time where I was, like, looking at my arm, and I'm like, oh, sh like, I was, like, what, six or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. this is my arm. Like, I could do things with it. Yeah, yeah. And then later I found out you could really do something with it. Oh, <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I'm starting to become self-aware of my presence, my body, and, like, um, yeah, at a young age. And it's, like, becoming self-aware uh, was crazy. But to you, you said it was traumatizing. What, what was so, like, uh, was it just eye-awakening for you as a kid? Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that I could stop blinking. I thought it was a normal <laughs> thing. It was, it was so, that's the most traumatizing thing. You're like, yeah, I guess. this whole time I'm just blinking consistently. Yeah. And then you could just stop. 
And that to me was just like that freaked you out. That freaked me out. Oh, I, I as a kid, I, I was just like this whole time. Like yeah. I thought I broke my eyes. Jesus. So what kind of kid do you think you were when you were like in elementary school? I was a fucking terrible kid. I was the worst kid. I was yeah. I was I the was, worst kid. I was. I wouldn't say I was terrible to other kids, but I was terrible academically. Oh well, how so? Like just uh, couldn't follow up with like. Uh, classes, wasn't paying attention, just messing around? Or I just didn't care about school. <clears throat> I feel that. I think at a young age, I, I just didn't care. It was just like nothing stuck with you? No, I think the, to be honest, was <laughs> cheating. The, the, like, what could I do to top myself <laughs> I to am, cheat? I am the same exact way. At the school. You know what I did when I was a, when I was a kid? Um, I didn't turn in my, I was in elementary school, yeah. and I didn't turn in my homework, and the teacher usually just like, can you put all your... All your assignments on this desk. Yeah. So I grabbed the kid's paper. <laughs> I erased his name, and I put no, my name and said. And she caught me. She's like, "Why would you do that?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't have my, I didn't have my uh, my shit, and you know my dog and my homework. My mom got divorced. It was a long week. Yeah. And she was like, "I don't buy it." And obviously, I failed, or I failed Aww. that assignment. But like, I, I was that kind of kid. Yeah. Um, I. I was very egocentric as a kid, for sure. Just like, I was just gonna, <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know. I would just wait until the teacher would give out the answers in the book. So I would <laughs> oh, look like, yeah, so I would, I, when the teacher would show it on the projector. Yeah, yeah. If you're fucking old school, you know. Yeah. Uh, screen projectors, and you would, I would just sit there and wait, and then just write, oh, this is nine, this is three, so this is four. So you were, you were only focused on getting the answers, not really so much of what you were actually learning. Yeah, I was just to the point where, where when is recess? Oh yeah, yeah. I want to be outside. I yeah. want to run and like play. And I felt, I felt like school was such a locked cage for me that yeah. I just wanted to be outside and be free. And I was. Just I feel like, that. And that was throughout your entire school, or just elementary? Throughout the whole school. Jeez. There were certain points in my life where, oh my god, I really enjoyed school, or I'm like, oh, you know, I could really do something with myself. Yeah. And, and go somewhere like think of college and then afterwards it's just like fuck this yeah I mean college is like the better experience because now you're free to do whatever you want and that I, I prefer college more than anything yeah it's the best place but as far as like um, going to school though did you think that uh, you got along with people as a kid were you a bully because I was a fucking bully were you kid. yeah I would never I was that. I was beating up everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I didn't care who it was, man. There was like a really big kid uh, in the playgrounds, and I was—I used to push him over and like roll him over. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was a terrible kid. My Fuck. dad, my dad would come and pick me up at school and just be like, because uh, they would call him like, "Hey, your child is beating somebody up again." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just me, like my shirt's ripped. I just yeah. got jumped from everyone in the jungle gym. That's what that—that's kind of really? kid I was. Yeah, but on the other side. I would be the kid. I was a romantic man. I would grab like dandelions. I would rip them off from the ground. And I would give them to girls I liked. I oh, know, really? Yeah. You're just like here you go. I like, was a romantic. Like, hey, I just got in a fight, but check this out. Here's that. <laughs> yeah. No, you I feeling was, this? Yeah. I was really, really nice as a kid. Like, I would always want mm. people to hang out with me or just like invite people over, like home. Because I never knew people's situations. Uh, yeah. Even as a kid, I always had that conscious aware of like maybe somebody has it worse than me. Yeah. Um. But you didn't, like, think about people's lives. Yeah, it was just, it was mostly of, like, maybe this kid isn't in the right place because of the clothes that they're wearing, or they were just different from what... I never noticed that as a kid. You never noticed that? I think maybe traumatizing moments, things from home, you know? That's what I'm saying. Um, But I would notice those things, and it would just be like, oh, okay, I remember getting a gift from a girl. You know Secret Santa? Yeah. They would do that in school? They did that for your school? They did that for my life. One, one year. It wasn't like crazy. They but... killed Santa in my school. Really. Oh, no, no. They just murdered him? Well, they just was like, uh, yeah, for Christmas, you can just take three weeks off. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. Like, sure. That's sure like, it, I want to exchange gifts, but whatever. The only thing we ever did was Valentine's Day. Anyway, I cut you oh, off. Oh, no, no, no. It's all right. Um, she gave me a gift. Oh, man, I can't remember the year. I think we were in, like, 2008, okay. I want to say. Middle school? I, uh, or high no, school? This I, was high school. In, I think in middle school I was in, like, 2012 okay. or something, a little bit. Maybe, like, 2010. Okay. Um, but I remember that it was just... She gave me a gift with mm-hmm. a little teddy bear on it. Secret Santa. I gave, you know, went to Walmart, yeah. got an expensive gift for somebody. I gave him Naruto gift. Right. So it was like a, like a toy. Yeah. Okay. And what I got was like a little bear that said from 2003. <laughs> so I was it's just like, like year. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, this isn't even a new gift. This or is, it didn't feel thoughtful. 
I think maybe it was thoughtful. Maybe it was her own personal gift. Right. Like it was her from own home. Maybe yeah, from home. Some but special reason. At that time, I thought as a kid, like, oh, maybe this was, this isn't a new gift. Mm-hmm. Like, so I know her situations was she couldn't afford it. Right. So I didn't think much of the gift. Instead of being like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, right. I don't want this this garbage. So what did you do? Did you throw it away then? I kept it. I kept it, and then I don't remember. I think after moving so much, I lost it eventually. That tends to happen. Yeah. But you never saw this girl again. She was whatever. After I let me know, I always wonder what happened to her. Huh. Weird. Do you think that was? And this all happened in our current state where we're in. Like you never moved from Minnesota. You were always here. Yeah, always here in the city. Yep. My uh, the girl. It's funny enough. The girl that I gave the dandelion to when I was in uh, elementary school. I see her at like quinceañeras and parties and whatever. Oh really? I would see her around because she had this really unique skin color. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. And I forget. It's it's like a. Hispanic, the dark Hispanic kind of color. It was really beautiful skin. Yeah. And I would see her. I'm like, oh my god, that's her. And then she would look at me, and I'd like, you know, throw up in my mouth because no. like, that's not me. You know, like, <laughs> do something stupid. You yeah. know. And I'm like, oh damn, maybe that is her. And I, I never got the courage to go up to her and be like, how you doing? You know, whatever. The yeah. Fuck. She was really distinct in her look, so I remember that as a kid. And that's why I liked her. But I see her in there, so I'm, I assume that she's like probably you know living a normal life or whatever. Like, Hopefully, but with you, man, you have no resolution. <laughs> yeah, that's the suggy thing. I I don't know anything about whatever happened to that girl. Mm. But there was another kid that I do know um, mm. was almost in the same situation. They would make fun of him for what? For just for getting gifts? Just because he kind of seemed like low, low income family, like kind of. Like, like the clothes he was wearing and yeah like but I don't know it was mostly I think he was and it's sad to say almost like a little bit of special needs mm. like he was just like needed a little, a little bit, bit more attention to it yeah um and I think the other kids just treated him badly because of that. See, as as kids, we don't really know what we're doing. That's why, like, it's it's so special um, to treat kids in a special way because, like, the way that we're raised, it dictates the rest of our lives, right? Right. And that's why I made this podcast. That's why I wanted to bring this up because it's more of a getting to know us and like a more deeper personal level. But for me, I see it in my brothers and sisters, right? Like, same as you. Like, the best thing that we can do so that they can learn to, like, you know, love. In such a way that they can understand what things are, you know, yeah. is by just giving them the attention that they need at the right time. Yeah. You know, because, like, right now, like, my sisters, they're all about just throwing middle fingers up in the air and not giving a fuck. You know, that's yeah, how they yeah, are, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't have a conversation with you. I can't actually do things. Like, I can't, like, teach you a life lesson right now because you're in a rebellious state. This is natural. It's the yeah. ratchet part of life. So, in that moment, I just, I always think of, like... Uh, obviously, they don't have any like special needs or anything like that. They're not, they're you know, the regular people, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's more of like it's giving that awareness to them so that, like, if you try to give a special attention to someone, it always it could come off bad, you know, even if you're with your best intentions. And as kids, we don't know that. We don't know what we're, if we're hurting someone or if we're even doing what's right. So, like, with those kids, I would see a lot of them, uh, you know, like at school, like in the cafeterias. But nobody would like bug him or anything like that because it just felt like shallow. Yeah. But this was in high school though. Like in middle middle school, I think everyone just kind of like did their own thing, you know. From what I saw, but yeah. I never really associated with any of that stuff. I had a in, in middle school now. Like there was a lot of kids that were fucking assholes. Yeah. To, to kids that definitely were special needs and like needed the help. Mm-hmm. They were just fucking monsters. They were like yeah. I think even to each other, but it was just worse for them. Just because they yeah. know those kids couldn't fight back. Do you know why they do that, though? I think... I have no clue. I really cannot think on the top of my head because I would never do it. Well, let's think of this. Why won't but, you do it? Why wouldn't you hurt someone like that? Someone that's vulnerable. Someone that like can't defend themselves. Why wouldn't you hurt someone like that? Right? I feel like because you just know better. You just know they, they can't defend themselves. and right. You know it's not their fault for the things that like turned out the way that... How they are in right. situations. But it's just like... I just never thought of like, oh, uh, this is this bully this kid because it's fun. So do you think those kids then that were bullying, like um, all the kids that were like, you know, in special needs, do you think that they just weren't even conscious or didn't even care about that? That they were just releasing some kind of anger that they had or some other stuff? It could be a lot though. It could be like parents' issues or them just taking out. It's usually it's what something. it is. It's parents' you know, issues. Yeah. It, Troubles it, at home. Or they were just trying to be funny and they just picked on the raw kids, it, you know. It and just, it, it's it's hard when you're watching that because it's like. Dude, like, even if I try to do something, I'm gonna get hurt, and I'm yeah. gonna like, you know, like, there should always be teachers around, like, and to do to do that. And for me, there always has been teachers that's like, hey, don't do that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this kid can't. Like, they never said like, 
this kid can't defend himself. They're always, they're always like, just go to suspension. Like, they never taught the lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. They never did that. But the actual problems when kids do that, and this is what this is what I'm talking about, like, what makes us who we are, is a lot of problems come from home because, like, as kids, we imitate our parents because our parents, we think of them as, like, the all-father. Yeah, they know everything. They're like idol figures, yeah. Exactly. So even if your dad does, your dad and your mom are yelling, you think that that's normal. That's a normal thing to do. So that yelling... As a kid, you would bring that to a school environment, and that's what happens. Right. So I'm always curious of, like, when people grow up, if they were influenced by their parents, what made them want to do those certain actions? I think for me, my mom was... The reason I don't bully people or, or even thought of it as, like, through elementary or middle school was because of my mom. My mom would yeah. always tell me, like, hey, you never know people's situations in life. They could be mm-hmm. having a terrible... It's like they may have all the money, all the wealth, but they don't have parents as love. Yep. And so that always stuck to my head. It's just like, so when anybody was like... That's a great lesson. Yeah. yeah, when anybody was just like angry towards you or you just seemed like they had it all, Yeah. I'm like, I would always tell myself, they probably don't have love at home. Yeah. And I'm like, even though I may be broke, I still have my parents' love. Yeah. So it was just like a huge eye-opening at such a young age. I always saw that as a dual thing. Like everyone is a complex human being is what I see it. And a lot of people, you know, they're usually on their phone as an escapism, you know, to like escape yeah. reality. And that's what I see with kids. They're not really, uh, to their to their point, you know, they don't really, they don't want to confront the reality, you know. So they would be on their phone. But what I see is like kids that are on their phone now, when things do happen later on in life, they don't know what to do. So they end up freaking out and taking things to a higher extreme than when they need to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't like confront these issues. So I... As a, uh, it was a good topic of conversation with uh, with Evan. We were talking about the necessities of bullies, right? Yeah. Because like I think bullies to a point are necessary. It's what gives us callous. It's what makes us think like this is the real world and how we move forward. <laughs> I was like, your ring. yeah. <laughs> you know, you get, you get, you I was gonna say camera. Wasn't I was like, did I drop my ring? No, again. Oh. No, but I was thinking, um, you know, normally bullies allow us to uh, overcome. Something greater, you know what I mean? That's the way I always saw it. Yeah. But do you agree with that, or do you have a different mindset on that? I think that's that's really a grayish area because, to be honest, it, it really is, is up to the person mm-hmm. that's getting bullied. Yeah. Because either you could lift your chin up, keep driving through. Yeah. Or keep your head down, keep getting bullied. Yep. And then a lot of the times, um, they get depressed, suicidal. Yeah, school shooters, unfortunately. And that's usually what ends up. Yeah, a harsh t- topic, but um, it's really the person that's taking the bullied and like how they yeah. react to it. Yeah, is how I see it. Just because, yeah, we do need it, but what's that certain point? Where's that like gray line of right? Because like obviously people could take it too far, and yeah. we, you know most people end up getting hurt. And yeah, school shootings, uh, they beat up kids and they start doing terrible things because like. Um, for me, I saw it for my for my brothers and sisters. Like, they they don't get bullied enough, or, or sorry, not bullied enough. They don't get bullied at school. Yeah. But they their parents, I guess my my dad and my stepmom, like they're the ones that like that they imitate life. So whenever they get in a fight, they don't know how to react because they're always avoiding you know with their phones and everything. Yeah. To the point where like when they do try to confront their feelings, they're taking it out on other people, and that's what like they're. They got in trouble. Like one of my youngest brother was like spitting on kids on the bus. Oh really? He was a you know he's a kid. He, but it's like how do you, how do you tell that kid? You know how do you how do you tell him like hey it's what's going on is not your fault, but you what you're doing is wrong. You yeah. Know? Like this is a terrible thing because you're you're hurting somebody else and you're also hurting yourself even more even though you don't realize it because you're a kid. Right. You're gonna hurt yourself more in the future by doing this. And I think that's a fine line because, like, who I am now, I definitely – I did terrible things as a kid. Yeah. That affected me of, like, not wanting to hurt anybody else anymore. Like, I, that's the least thing I want to do in my life. It always causes me more pain that I – if I'm ever going to fight with someone, like, it, it causes me pain to hurt people. Mm-hmm. I can never do that. I can never put myself in that position. Right. Do you feel the same way? Like, do you feel like you just can't, like, ever – I always say this, uh, lash out at people like at the wrong reasons or do you feel like sometimes you need to stand your ground for whatever? I think for the lashing out, it's like you're human. You yeah. know, when you're, especially you're having such a fucking down day. Yeah. Um, it's only normal to lash out. But I yeah. think it's really important to eventually come like full circle and let them know, hey, this is the reason why I'm lashing out. Like yeah. this is the reason why 
I'm being the way I am with my behavior, realizing your own shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you don't own up to it and then you just let it be, mm. well, then now that person's going to go home feeling like shit. Yep. They're going to treat somebody else like shit. And it, it just keeps becomes going. a chain, like a spider yep. web. Instead of just being like, hey, this is the reason why. Yeah. I hope you understand. Like, yep. if I'm going to be having this shitty day, if you can't handle it, like, then, you know... Right. Like, I could go home. You could solve it, you know? Yeah, I always think of it as a responsibility of ourselves because the only thing that... This is something I learned just in life in general. Like, the only thing we can do is just worry about or protecting ourselves comes first, right? Yeah. Whoever we're at, we want to... We, you need to protect yourself for whoever you're at. So if there's some place you don't want to be, you don't have to be there. If some there's someone you don't want in your life... I've cut out thousands of people in my right, life. Right, yeah. Because they just were not good people to me. I just... They just caused me pain, and I don't want that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the other part is, like learning what it means to actually like under I, I guess understanding what what it means to be you know a human like a human being right yeah of how to treat people and how to actually walk this fine line and that's what i'm learning right now it's, it's this hard thing of like becoming a good brother becoming a good son and all this stuff um this is what i was going to say before which is like forgiveness has always been a topic of like how do you forgive someone for example, if someone just keeps treating you bad, yeah. how do you forgive someone that's going to keep doing the same thing over and over again? Forgiveness to me, in my mind, is like letting go of all of these, everything that they have done for you, taking all that and throwing it away as if like it never happened. Or like not, not like as if it never happened, but like more of like accepting that this is the reality of it, but like I don't want to carry that anymore. So you forgive them in a way that like you accept them for who they are. But you know you can't trust them to a point anymore. Right. Um, to be honest, I think what ends up happening a lot is that eventually people want to leave. They mm. want to, like, you know, forgive somebody and end up going. But it almost seems like they carry this, well, they've done this for me. They've done a lot for me. Yeah. I'm like, I owe them something. That's why I'm still in here. Because huh. they've, they've done something for me. And like provided food, provided, yeah, shelter, yeah, whatever. Done something, bought you shoes. Typically, yeah. let's say for a parent, they've owed you something. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is if you know this person isn't right for you, mm -hmm. you have to let them go. Yeah. You have to accept what you said. Accept who they are as a person and a human being and just say, I don't want this in my life. Mm -hmm. If five years from now they try to reach out again and yeah. they're different or they want to try to because people can change yeah yeah people can change and it's yeah. just if they want to try to rebuild the connection again then i'll allow it but immediately yeah. set boundaries of if this doesn't if this isn't what i want again then mm -hmm. immediately i don't want to talk to you yep i don't think people should feel ashamed of it that's my biggest thing where people yeah. are like oh i don't want to do this because I, I would feel bad because they've done this for me and it's mm -hmm. like don't don't feel ashamed yeah. of cutting anybody off, no matter who they are. No, and I, I never do that. Uh, I, I never do because you got to protect yourself. That's yeah. something I've learned. It's like um, I I I'm, I used to be this person of like giving so much love to my family and everything, but expecting something different in return. Yeah. But the only thing I've ever expected from my family was just for them to be appreciative. That like, thank you. Yeah. That's it. I don't need people to buy me things to tell me that they love me or anything like that. But just telling me that. Thank you so much for doing this, and I love you. And then you know, and like, occasionally, just like, hey, I, I thought about you, and I want to, you know, here's a muffin. Right. Something right. small. It doesn't even have to be anything big, but that's the way I thought, is what it was because I had this idea, in my mind, of like what a perfect family is, or what, like what it means to be bonded together, like mm -hmm. as a brother, you know, cousins, whatever the fuck. Um, there was this deeper meaning for me, so I would imply that into other people, but I, I realized I was only hurting myself because. I didn't realize what it meant for them. Yeah. Putting them in that position, you know. So I was like, as much as like, it, it was only good things can come out of it, right? I, I never meant to like uh, put people in a position that like, if you don't do this, you don't love me. It's not like that. It's yeah. more of like, I've done so much for you guys, but why don't you guys show me that you care about me in, in, in any way, capacity? And that's my main thing. It's just like learning that they just can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that just don't know how to love. And that becomes, or that comes from like your childhood, just like learning what it means to be a person, someone with love, and you know, being able to cherish those things. That's what I'm learning right now. It's it's a tough thing because I can't give my love to people because most people just can't return that in the way that I want them to. Right. Which is just a very normal, healthy way. You know, I'm not trying to like tell people if you don't do this for me, you don't. No, it's not that. It's just more of like 
I'm thoughtful of you. Are you thoughtful of me? That's right. It. Do you feel like you put you put your family at this like high expectation because they are family? I used to, yeah. I used to do that, and that would hurt me a lot because uh, I used to be like an example. I would want to like spend time with my family. Yeah. But then when I want to spend time with them, they want to. It's a family moment. It's just us bonding as a family. Right. But there's nothing bad that can come out of it. But in that time, they would want to go out with other people. And it's like when other people would come over even during that family time, I get kicked out and ignored pretty much. And it's not intentional. Never. Nothing ever is. But it's more of like, I thought we were having a family bonding moment. I thought we were laying into each other and actually connecting. And now that other people are here, I'm no longer associated with them. It's more of like I'm just a third wheel to this. And that's why it's just like, damn, I can't give you guys everything anymore because you guys can't even give me a fraction of what I give you. Right. You know what I mean? So I've learned to like take things at face value of what they actually are so I don't get myself hurt anymore because I'm the I'm the kind of person that when he loves I love hard. Like with my brothers and sisters sometimes when they just didn't have food at home I would go out and buy them groceries. That's the kind of person I am. I'm very thoughtful. I'm very like giving. Yeah. But they're kids. They can't they don't know how to show emotion or care or love or anything. They they can't just you know, pick up a phone and say, "Hey, thank you for doing that. I love you. Thank you so much. Right, when can right, we hang out?" Right. They're not. They're not able to think of those things. Is it? Is it? So then, when you're when you're stating this, is it your whole family, or is it just your siblings? It's, or it's just, most all of them. Yeah. It's everyone. It's everyone, and it's it's tough because like, I would, my whole goal in life has always been to create this family. So and the, and I hate this too because like, so I met a, a coworker uh, from Chipotle. His name is Jacob. Yep. And when I went to one of his parties, I saw his family, um, like 30 freaking plus people, uh, just cousins, brothers, and sisters, but treating each other with such respect and such mm-hmm. love in a way that I've never seen ever in my life. But that comes from their parentage. That comes from so many generations of this culture that's cultivated, you know what I mean? So when I saw that, it messed, it messed in my head that this is something special that I, I want to create. But it's not until later that I talked to you know other people that are saying, look, you can't have that with your family. They're just, you're not there anymore. Hmm. You know, and I'm like, as much as I, I hate to admit it, like I'm definitely, yeah, you know, I'm I'm an adult. I'm the oldest of them. So obviously, like in their eyes, I'm capable of doing whatever whatever I want now. I'm not responsible. F- they're not responsible for me anymore. Right. You know what I mean? For taking care, of, like my dad is, is responsible for me in other ways, but like apart from everyone else, I'm an adult now. You know. Right. I mean? Yeah. But it was more of the fact of like, um, I just. Uh, when I saw that family dynamic with uh, with Jacob, I was like, dude, this is what I want. And it's not until someone told me that you can have that, but just not with your family. You need to yeah. make that. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, oh, that's my goal now. But do you think, you know, I have friends that have a close, tight-knit family. Mm. But sometimes I think to myself, like, it seems perfect. Like, this is what I would want. Yeah. But is it perfect, though? And like, that, it, it, is, it definitely isn't. It's not you know, perfect. Like, is, is there more to it than what... Like they show, because mm. I've always thought like, that I I like this close and it's a family bond, but there's yeah. a reason they got to this like close. I'm like, yeah. So it's always just like, uh, I would want that for my family. I would want to be close. Yeah. But, what would that cost? Almost. That's the thing. Because nothing could be perfect. Because that's what I was trying to do with my old my family, right? Because I was trying, I I broke down and I, they did something really terrible to me that I'm like. I can't believe you guys would ever do this to me. Yeah. Someone that has showed you nothing but love and appreciation, nothing but happiness to you guys, and they did something super terrible to me, which I told you about like yeah. a couple of years ago, uh, which we can talk about later. But the main thing is, when they did that, I can't believe that they didn't treat me. They not only didn't treat me as a son or anything like that, but they made me feel like a monster. Yeah. And that mentally, that destroyed me. That mentally right. just, just, I, it, I didn't recover from that until years later. You know, I I was on a self-destructing path in my life, and it was only like two years. It was it's pretty recently that happened, but like it's not until later that I realized what happened, who they are, and so that I I put everything into perspective, and I stopped. I started putting boundaries. You know, started like not you know all these things because it just came to the point where like how could you guys do this? I did nothing but just give you guys what I thought love was. And not in a toxic way or anything like that. Like I said, I was just very thoughtful. Like I would take the kids out to the mall. I would take them to the movies. I would take them every, you know, just to have fun, to, to, to do something fun. But when they did these things to me, the kids were not aware of it. But it's just their actions that flowed through that that really messed with my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> and sent me spiraling. 
putting boundaries was the number first thing I did, but learning what it meant to love myself and understand myself first is what put everything into perspective because I was like, I was lost. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who I was. <laughs> it, got, it, it was so strange because I came up from this high of like understanding from college, like this is what I'm meant to do now. I know what I'm supposed to do in life. And then having it all just shatter and being destroyed, it's, it's hard picking yourself up when there's no one there. The only one I had was my mom. Yeah. And it was, it's the most beautiful thing, you know, because, like, she would, for my mom, she doesn't have to tell, or she doesn't have to talk to me. Mm-hmm. She just knows. It's the strangest thing. I've talked about this before, but, like, she would just, I would, like, uh, be very upset some days. And she would just call me, like, hey, did you eat? Are you okay? Do you want to come over? And just, like, out of nowhere, like, at the point. Out of that, yeah, that blue, just yeah. a motherly instinct, I swear. It's yeah. that weird thing. I would even, she lives in the basement back when I was living with my mom. And I would just be, I, would, I was upstairs. I would walk to the kitchen. And she'd come up, and she's, like, do you want some pompousas? Do you want yeah. some food? I'm, like, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? And she's, like, I can hear your fat feet walking. Clicking. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, my God. Do you see? I can just tell by the way you're walking yeah. around you're sad what are you talking and like she just knows but she was the only one that like put me uh, gave me any kind of kindness in that point and that made me feel like oh I I didn't do anything wrong but do you feel like it's, it's hard to be close do you feel close to your siblings do you feel because there's a huge gap yeah age. it's a huge gap I've I want to be close to them but like I said they're not capable to perceive love and to understand that because they're just not at that state as much as I want to be there for them they just don't want or care to have me in their lives mm-hmm. so it's like whenever we hang out I'm nothing but nice and nothing but kind and just gonna treat them like my brothers and sisters like nothing you know like like forever right whenever something does happen though it's like hey you guys did this and like I don't mean to get heavy or dramatic but it's like I'm trying to make you guys aware that like you're able to have a voice because everyone should have a voice I'm not trying to shut anyone up yeah as and you know because they're kids but you should know that this is what you did and this is what hurt me and I'm just trying to let you know that that was not okay right. in a in a very mature way but they're most of them just throw an attitude and just don't understand they can't comprehend these things they're kids and I, I there's nothing I can do but you know what it is too though it, it almost sounds like they haven't gone through the same experiences that you have. Yeah. That made you realize these things sooner than they, because yeah. basically, they have everything. They have their mom and dad. Yeah. They're not. They're they're not divorced like our parents. No, were. they're super spoiled. Yeah, they're spoiled. They have yeah. the things that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it, it almost seems like when parents get older, they stop caring more. Yeah. About their kids and just let them start doing whatever the fuck they want. Well, at, at a point, you should because right. kids need to be able to do things. They need to eventually get like punch in the face or whatever like that and then right. you as a parent come to them and like hey it's okay I'm here for you as a rock yeah. you know yeah. things do need to happen to kids not like that like terrible things like that but like you know things need to happen to kids of like this is life you know and I'm gonna be here as a parent to love you forever right no matter what there's I, always that security I always say there's there's that point and it's usually in their teen years when they start to realize that they become their own per- like people yeah um, but I feel like at that that younger stage of where they're molded, their minds are super easy to mold, and yeah, you can show it's them very what's delicate. Right and wrong, and yeah. so I think like that part. It's like where I feel like the older you get as a parent, you just stop caring. Yep. And for me, my parents stopped caring about me when I was very young, and it's like, well, my dad did, and he he never paid attention. My dad has cared about uh, us. He's very consistent as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, as a as as a dad, I should say, because like parenting is never his strong suit. He doesn't know how to parent. Yeah. He doesn't care to parent. It's more of like he will provide food because my dad's a survivalist mentality. You know, he needs yeah. to go out and get food and get this and get this, and that's the way he shows you that he cares. But as a kid, you don't see that. You just don't even know your dad's not there. That's right. it. That's all you know. <laughs> you don't know that you have a house that you live in, that you have clothes, that you're able to like walk out and have food. You don't know these things. Right. But you just your dad's not there. That's what. That's how half the time that I've seen him. Like, I wish I. I wish I had my dad too, but then you realize you can't have it all. Right. Like, yeah. it, like my, my brothers and sisters, they have, uh, yeah, they have the dad there, but they don't. No one talks to anybody, from what I see. Like oh, everyone's really? in their own space, doing their own thing. It's like, my dad's gonna, you know, he's not gonna live around forever. You know right. what I mean? Like I, I, I'm starting to see signs that's like, oh, things are happening to him, but. I'm in this mindset that like if I'm gonna if I want you in my life I'm gonna be in your life you know what I mean mm-hmm. that I'm gonna give you everything that I as much as I can I, I tr- and I try not to give everything to people but like 
I try to because we've lived through this experience of like losing someone yeah. that like they're gonna be someone's you know whoever you love is gonna be gone one day so you want to cherish them and be around with them as much as possible yeah but it's it's hard to do that with people that just don't have the time or just they don't see that they want that you know what I mean that's the way I see it I think it's almost at the point too where it's at the end of their life you know where they're yeah. just like oh I wish I spent more time with them and yeah. you, you start to think of it then yeah because you think at, at your whole life you're invincible you'll you'll live through anything that's, that's my dad yeah and then it gets to that point where you're not yeah and then you really regret it because you're like shoot they try to put so much effort and I just fucking blew it away yep and that's what I was that's what I was trying to tell my dad like it's, it's hard because like my dad is the kind of person that just is uh, very like one track mind kind of person like I just he's not emotional with, right no he's not very he's a very cut off person he doesn't really you know pers- he doesn't really he's a very cold person but he he shows that he cares about you in other ways you know what I mean? yeah um, but like he never puts a thought of like I, I should spend more time with my with my kids or whatever because I even told him like you don't talk to me I don't even know why you're not talking to my sister or why, you know, because we live far away. I get that. But, like, you don't call them. He's like, I call her. I call her all the time. It's like, but why is she telling me that? You know, like, why does yeah. she tell me that you don't? You know, like, stuff like that. And it's like, look, if I if you messed up with me, I, I don't even know if you see that. But, like, I just don't want whatever turmoil, whatever anger, despair that I have in me that you caused. And I told him, like, this is the things that you did. And he's like, I never did any of that. Like, no, you're not seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. You're not seeing the things that you should take responsibility for. Because yeah. I'm taking responsibility right now. Yeah. But you got to take good. responsibility That's now. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's not able to see those things. And therefore, I just don't want him to bring that into the kids. And that's what's happening now. It's He's doing unintentionally. He's not He's not a terrible person. He's my dad. He's trying not to be. Or exactly. Like not, I guess, thinking that. Yes. Yeah. He's not thinking that it's gonna hurt someone because he's not, he, you know he's just he's a my dad's a very good decent human being for sure yeah I would say that very decent but in terms of like a parent he's not really a parent I get that I get yeah. that a lot he's different yeah uh, where he'll he will provide as we know like we have parents like that yeah. we just we go to work and we get food and why the fuck are you bitching I got you an Xbox you yeah. know <laughs> that's yeah. how they, that's how they are uh, but that's what I'm saying like I. Because he doesn't spend that much time and bond with the kids, the kids are starting to have problems that I was having problems as a kid. And it's like, why does this, is this necessary? Does these, why are these things happening again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the way I see it. And then, and then I think of like, if I was more in your guys, and then I have all this regret, right? Of like, if I was more in your guys' life, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Right. But I took a step back because I just can't give you guys all my love. I just can't. Right. Like you just, you guys are not capable of even like showing that affection to me. And what makes me even mad, what what did get me mad, I guess, before, and what still kind of ticks me off is that they're able to do that with other people, not me. That's what gets. Me oh, upset. really? So they're willing to sh- like love somebody else and appreciate the love for yeah. them. Like who? That's what messes me up. Anybody? Like really? They they hang out. With, they have another family over where they live, and they do everything with them. And okay. it's like. I just at a point I was feeling neglected but then now it's like I feel like I don't matter to them mm-hmm. anymore you know what I mean and I told my dad like this why do you at work why do you like certain things that he says and does to me is like why do you treat me like that and I don't know I haven't told you yet but like uh, last week uh, I was telling my dad like you're doing this again where you're just you're scoffing at like stupid things that I that you would say and I was trying to respond like he would say like I need you to be at work at uh, and I talked about this in my on the Twin Chickens podcast with Evan, but like he's like, I need you to be at work at six so we can finish this house. And I'm like, Yeah, I will be here at six. And he's like, But you can't be here because you have trouble sleeping because you drug yourself and every night. And it's like, No, that's not. Oh, really. so it's like side comments that he's making that unnecessary uh, comments. It, unnecessary comments, but it's because he has and my dad he he doesn't mean it, and that's why like I've learned how to like what to take at face value of like, Oh, he yeah. just he, he's just stressed out. He has so many things on his mind, so I try not to take anything personal, right? Yeah. It's just these little microaggressions. That's gotcha. what they are. Microaggressions. And he doesn't mean them, but later that night, I haven't cried in 10, 20 years yeah. of my life. You know, ever since we lost our stepdad. Uh, or ever since I lost my stepdad. Yeah, then, my uncle. Yeah. And it's like, that night, I, I, I got up, uh, I went to, um, before we left, well, I told him, hey, this is what you did, and this is what it affects. Like normal, right? Yeah. But like I said, I've learned to forgive you, but I don't trust you. I don't see you as my dad. 
And then right there, right. and then I told him like of another similar event that he did, and I was like, Dad, for like the longest time, I wanted to hurt you, I wanted to cause you pain, and right there, I I bawled like a baby, right? Because I, that's not who I am, yeah. And that's why I'm currently going through all this therapy and treatment to like understand myself and all of this, putting everything into perspective, right? Yeah. Setting boundaries, setting all these things, but I bawled so hard. I even cried like then forever, and he was like, "I didn't mean to cause you." You know, we we had another moment. Yeah. You know, it was a very pure moment, father and son. And I told him, "I I just don't see you as my dad anymore." And I am working every day outside of work to get away from us because yeah. I just want you as my dad again. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's like the hardest thing. So my situation is like, you know, I, I I've talked forever, but like, you know, I go to work, and then I come here, and then I work on other projects as much as possible. Yeah. And to my dad's. You know, I told my dad, like, hey, if you guys, like, and, and this is something I was so, so frustrated about. I was like, if you guys cared about me, you would at least do something for me. When was the last time you guys have ever done anything for me? Right. And they're like, no. no. They couldn't even answer the question. No, it's like, I gave you a shirt. My sister was like, I gave you a shirt. I'm like, what the fuck does a shirt have? Yeah. You know, it's not about that. It's about, like, just seeing me as a person. Yeah. I have feelings, too. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so then I told my dad, like, can you at least... Do something because I don't want to be in this life anymore. I don't want to like live uh, going to work and just losing my day doing something I don't like to do. And now he's like, oh, he shares my posts. And like when he shares my posts, you know, like when I make these videos, uh, even movie reviews, he shares my posts. I'm like, it's not much, but thank you. But yeah, it's something. And I told him that like this is the most – I'm so happy and appreciative that – I'm gl- I, I almost tear up just thinking about it because it's yeah. like, oh my god, thank you. Like, just this is like, I don't need much. But can I be honest though? Isn't yeah. it kind of sad to think that even such a small gesture, just yeah. like that, could impact you so much? Oh yeah. And and they not even having a fucking clue of, dang, this really means a lot to them. Like, damn, I've really been fucking up. Yeah. Like, I've really been that bad and neglecting my child. That. Yeah. Just doing this one simple small thing it's it, is it's almost it. making them cry. Yeah. Or like break into tears. I think that's ridiculous to think like fuck. It wow. is. And that's what like it, it upsets me when someone says that they care about me and then they don't do anything to prove that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why like I just can't trust anybody like that anymore. Right. I just don't like I take love as a very lo- like as a hard word. It, you mean it when you say it. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So when my family members tell me to love you, it's like when have you ever showed that? I've done nothing but try. And like and if I fuck up, I'm a fuck. I fuck up too. Right. But that's I, only normal I, though. Yeah, and I admit it. Like when I mess up, I'm like hey, I I'm sorry that I did this, but I tell you about it at least. They never do. But that's like things that I'm learning how to like build these boundaries learning that if we're going to be in each other's lives we have to come to some kind of understanding right you know what i mean some kind of respect with each other and right now i think it's just right now i think it's best because like the kids don't know they don't fucking care if i could have them in my life i would because that's all i want to do is just be around them all the time and just have fun yeah that's i love just being around them but i don't want i can't do that because it's almost like uh, I will get ignored and I just don't feel the confidence that like when other people would come in I would they're not just gonna you know they're gonna go away yeah and it's, yeah. I just don't uh, I don't trust them to, it's not really that their fault you know it's more of the fact of like I don't I don't give them that confidence that like oh you guys are gonna come back right eventually but they don't I uh, I have that almost same concept <clears throat> with my father where we butt heads a lot because we're so similar yeah but it's almost like an old school um, old school versus uh, like new school oh yeah, yeah it's always clashing heads and it's just like I tell my dad you have done so many things mm-hmm. that a normal dad wouldn't do or the ideal oh, dad yeah. that I'm projecting but I always tell him and I say it to his face plenty of times mm-hmm. where I'm like Everything that you've done wrong or you could, I wish you could have done, yeah. I will do that for my child. Yeah. I'm taking everything that like I wish I had with you. Yeah. Just even going to play or watch a baseball something game. Something so you know? simple, yeah. Yeah, something, you and your just, dad. something that is just like, wow, like mm-hmm. this is my dad. Yeah. Because you grow out of it. I think like my dad was my biggest idol and then you start to realize these like bad behaviors that they have. Yeah, you start to start. It starts to put in the cracks of like, oh, he's not perfect. He's not a superhero anymore. Yeah, he's not like that hero that I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, and it's almost like 
I'm at the point where me and my dad are. I'm my own man now. Yeah. Because he still thinks I'm a little kid and, and tries to boss me around. Yeah. Without showing me that love aspect of a father. Yeah. Just basically trying to be like, hey, you came out of me, which makes me your dad, so I'm going to still tell you what to do because that's I'm your dad. And that's the only reason. And it's no. I'm my own man now because yeah. I'm grown. I've survived on my own. Yep. I've done everything on my own. You are not shit to me. Yeah. You may be my same blood, same face, Yep. but you're nothing else than that. And it's so sad to, to be at that point because I've wished the same for my dad of where I'm like feeling super vulnerable and I want to like talk to somebody mm-hmm. and I'll start to talk to him about yeah. how I'm feeling and he goes, oh, hey, look at that blue bird. Yeah, and just completely change the conversation. And it's just like, hey, I just basically said that I'm really fucking sad and I yeah. don't know what to do. And you're telling me about this blue bird, and I'll call him out on it. Yeah, that's the that's where I've, I'm I'm learning that if I call out on it mm. and he realizes what he's doing, um, if he doesn't change that behavior, right, and he's still continuing it, then I leave it be because I know he's never gonna change. Yeah, which means that I just at that point can't trust him. To, to get to that vulnerable state anymore. Well, do you think that in your dad's way, though, that's his way of, like, trying to not break the ice, but not, not even change the subject. It's more of, like, trying to trying to get to a point, but in his own way. Do you ever think of that? I think it's really just basically saying, I don't really want to talk about this because I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't know how to become this vulnerable because he barely had his dad. Yeah. His dad, from what he says, his dad was basically a provider. Didn't really talk about the emotions, just gave them what they needed, and that was it. Yeah. So, uh, to my dad, he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. And, like, me basically crying out and asking for, hey, I need my dad. Yep. Doesn't know how to. Kind of shrugs, like, eh. Yeah, it's like, I thought I was. Yeah. Because in their mind, they had their own thing, you know, like, this is what I thought it was. Yeah. And, And it's so sad because it's just like, even when I tell you this is what I need, you still kind of, and I get it, maybe it's comfortability, like you're yeah. out of your comfort zone and you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And it, he's very like that, where he's like never wants to step out. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, fucking help me. Yeah, no, I, like, I, I said, I did the same thing with my dad. And it's, it's very frustrating because what you want them to do is not difficult. And that's what makes you go crazy in your right. head. That's what makes you go even deeper into sadness because it's like well i'm not asking you to like buy me a car i'm not right. asking you to like you know uh i don't know like uh take me to kansas or whatever or like you know, whatever the fuck like nothing huge right nothing major it's so small and it's it could be insignificant to you but like to your dad or to whoever but it's like just this little thing you don't even have to talk about it you're just more of like if you could just do this one thing that's right. it. it. But it goes back to the same thing with my siblings. I, I were like with my closest sister. It's mm-hmm. like I want to talk to her about it because I have no one else to go to because, you yeah, know, yeah. I can't go to my dad. Yeah. And she goes, hey, like, did you see this new topic today? And you're oh, just like, wow, is, is nobody going to listen to me? And so who do you go to? If you if you can't go to your sibling and you can't go to your That's dad. That's therapy, man. That's then you the go, reason. I mean, besides that, you go, I go straight to my mom. Yeah. And then I'm just like, hey, I need, I, this is how I'm feeling. The problem with my mom is that she always, I bless her soul, I love her. Yeah. But she always tries to see it from the other view and the other person's perspective, which is, okay. it's fine. But it yeah. almost feels like she's attacking me. How and so? like, And basically by saying, like, what are you doing wrong? Why are you feeling oh, that Oh, instead way? of like, hey, maybe I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. It was just like, well, maybe you should try this because maybe you did this wrong. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, I, I don't need that. I need you to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. And just like, hug me. <laughs> just give me a hug, please. That's it. I'm like, I get the logic aspect of it. Trust me, but it's right. not the something that I need right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, it comes to a point where we really just need... Just someone to like, you know, come up to us and just be like, hey, it's okay. Like, exactly. It's fine. Yeah. I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for a therapist. I just need a normal person to hug. Well, that's the thing. It's because I realized that I don't have anything like that in my life. Right. Yeah. So when I did that, I made that move and it's not easy. Going, it's like going to Alcoholics Anonymous, like going Mm -hmm. to AA. It's not an easy thing to do because you keep th- telling yourself, "There's my parents will may, may it's, you keep thinking that your parents, your sisters, brothers, are someday going to wake up and someday going to do that for you. Yeah. The reality is you never know. Yeah. You never know. It's by chance. Yeah. But, and that's what made me go like, I can't trust anybody. 
All I know is that if I, if I have a third party that's like non-biased, you know, non-prejudiced, just a third party that is just here for me and only me, that's it. Yeah. Change the world. Because then you heard. Then this is why I'm doing this. But this isn't like a paid therapy session or anything like that. But this is the idea of like the things that I learned, the things that we will learn together through this. And it's just, um, I, I think it's an amazing things that need to happen because we all have these kind of problems and everything. And I'm not obviously a paid therapist or anything. I'm just telling you about my things. But yeah, I think it's important that we do these because it's. There's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we just don't know how to handle them or deal them, and maybe we just read them wrong. But it's important to understand them so that we can learn where to put our trust and where to put our happiness at so that we don't get hurt anymore. Because I don't want to yeah. be hurt. I don't want to be a hurt person. Right. I always just want to have a good time and just relax and chill and no drama. That's my lifestyle. That's I don't want that. So it's, I'm very selective with people that I bring into my life because I don't want to be hurt anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but no, this is a <laughs> time did go. This was a very good time. A lot. Yeah, we're, See, we're past it. <clears throat> the break. We, no, we're good. We actually oh. we hit it right on time. But uh, uh, any closing thoughts uh, for this man? This is a very good mm. long, good talk. You know, best closing talk. Eventually, yeah. we're gonna get a therapist to come on to here. That would be amazing. and fucking actually help us with our issues. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're gonna get somebody to come out here and actually be like Doctor Phil level yeah, yeah. of. You need to punch your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you need this, you need like, that. Just pee in a corner, or just to be like, "Hey, are we doing the right thing so yeah. far?" You know, are we actually. Because I don't like. I've learned from a little bit, but like I'm still doing in these sessions, and it yeah. helps a lot. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of any closing thoughts. No, this was it, man. I'm just. Uh, this is what I want to do is just do a little bit more of these to kind of like anything in the week that kind of like ticked us off wrong or just had like a different idea of it. Yeah. I want to do something like this and I hope you guys liked it too because this is something completely different from what I usually do. Even on the Twin Chickens, we have our uh, lighthearted moments and we have some serious moments, but this is more of our lives, the things that brought us to who we are and just kind of sharing our, you know, our grief and whatever so that hopefully it, it relates to you guys as well because times are tough. Pandemic-wise, you know, obviously we're still recovering from it, but I'm pretty sure we're not the only people that are going through similar things with that. And yeah. I just want to spread the word that, like, you're not alone. Obviously, therapy is, like, the best thing you can do. There are other ways to do it. And um, mainly, it's just, um, I, I just want to prevent people from, I guess, not seeing if there's another option out there. That's what yeah. This is what the bigger thing that I want to do. But this is a good talk, man. This is a really good time. And we, I mean, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it, was, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. It was too deep. Yeah. Gotta go home and cry now. Yeah. It's gonna be the worst time of my life. Like, oh. Yeah. Too hard. It was, it was oh. good. It was good, man. And so far, uh, I like the setup, too. I think I'm gonna keep this back. Yeah, is this from Length the Wild? Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Little Zelda one. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for watching. I'm gonna be doing still, like, you know, um, an apartment uh, tour here later on for my studio and I'm also going to do uh, obviously more movie reviews and all that stuff but uh, this is the thing that I, I feel like I'm meant to do is like obviously I want to do more things but we'll, we'll get into that later but I just want to move away from where I'm at right now with my business and with my having a release people with my dad these are all the things I'm trying to work forward to and I'm, I'm pretty sure like I said we're not the only ones going through issues and I think it's good right. to just have an open conversation about these things Every once in a while. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. I hope this was insightful. Have a great night. Adios.